From Azeroth to Eorzea, Tamriel to Tal'Darae, the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe podcast show for ears and sometimes eyes if you watch on twitch.tv slash ctceu on Saturdays is here with Neth. Hi, sorry you caught me drinking tea. <laughs> Chris. Hello. And me, Gav. Clearly, we're a very professional podcast who, you know, doesn't get all their shit done before I begin the countdown and introduction and the, you know, throwing it to people. But that's it. That's a simple intro. Nothing fancy. Just me, Gav, continuing on, uh, continuing to hit it out of the park with my show appearance rate, because uh, I think I've got the uh, highest number of shows logged uh, in this uh, godforsaken hellhole. Just means he's got the least life. <clears throat> Hello, you shitbags. Hello. Hey, bitch. Um, can I just say, I like the Taldori reference? I, I, I did that. I like all the references. I like all I, of them. I did that for you, Christopher. I, I appreciate it. You, you know I'm a, a, a massive CR nerd, so I appreciate it. Yep, uh, covering, you know, the WoW 14 Elder Scrolls Dungeons and Dragons er angles. Did, did, I, did I not you guys that I did eventually end up getting the Taldori blanket. Oh dear. Oh, I like that. I'll go I down a little bit. Super soft. I don't want to know how much you spent for that, Christopher. I, I want you to show me the whole thing later. Okay. I will, but it's super okay. soft and it was worth the money, Gav. Shut up. I don't want to know how much <laughs> you spent on that. I have the horde blanket, that the one that's black on one side, and it was the fuzzy sheep stuff on the other side. I have that. I mean, I do also have the, the uh, how do you want to do this shirt? A minute and 45 seconds of the show, and this is completely off the rails. Good job, new record. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. How to dir 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 I mean, we've got off the rails faster than that. Chris, what's the new poster? Uh, the, so we've got the Final Fantasy I've seen poster. that one. The other one. That, that is our Janeway poster. Overmore. Over uh, that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, okay. just, so, hey, Christopher, yeah. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. Hi. What? Two, two goddamn seconds. A, can you turn Neth up a little bit? Okay. Why am I quiet? You turn Neth up just a shade. Can I say okay. how funny it is? Because half the time you guys are the bitch that I'm too loud, and half the time you guys are the bitch that I'm too quiet, and I never change any fucking settings. Yeah, it's uh, it. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, who's doing the streaming for the day. No, but I, I mean, I mean, even up. when we're talking on Discord in general, like half the time you guys are like, "Oh my god, you're so loud! Oh my god, you're so quiet!" I don't fucking change anything. You may go back to talking about your godforsaken posters, Christopher. Okay, I will. I will go back to talking about my godforsaken posters. I just want um, to see the Guardians one because the Guardians one's the new one that I hadn't seen. Had oh, that I like for that. Bit. I've had that for I've had that since before we even before like a, really? he's I had that for a bit. Two years? Two years? Okay, I don't remember it being up. Also, it's crooked. Your face and is now, crooked, man. I, I see it. It's crooked. Fuck. Your 
face is crooked. How's that sound? I love you, honey. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> Let's just go ahead and jump straight into this, Neth. How's, <laughs> what's, what's your last two weeks been like? Um, I mean, not much. I'll start with you guys on Wednesdays, which has kind of become the night for that. And Mass Effect 3, because I'm trying to finish it so Chris and I can talk. And I thank you for warning me that I would be in the feels because, oh my god, so many fucking feels! Uh, just as a point, I have got Neth up as loud as I can put her on Discord, so I, I can't put her any higher. Hmm. That's yeah, strange. I am okay, turning, hold on. I'm turning my desktop audio up on... Streamlabs, please um, hold for technical difficulties. Gary, is that any better? I've got net. I've got uh, everything up as loud as it can go. Zoom what? Zoom what? Okay, hold on. So, <clears throat> well, Neff is talking about that. I'll just go ahead and mention mine real quick. Um, I am. 58 quests away from the end of the final of a Stormblood's MSQ. Stormblood, yep. I'm 58 quests, so it's now, the most... expansion was it that I played to the end of? And is that better? Shadowbringers, and yes. Um, now, when you say 58 quests, do you mean 58 quests till the quest Stormblood, or 58 quests until you hit Shadowbringers? 58 quests until Shadowbringers. Nice! Because it is, I've got all the post-patch stuff, and I've got the 68 through 70 leveling band to finish up. So, um, Pulsar with you all, and Destiny 2, because I am just a degenerate FPS nerd. Um, Neff, uh, can you tell me how your week was again? My week was? Oh, um, I was like, I already said that. So Pulsar on Wednesdays with you guys, because that's our Pulsar night now, and trying to finish Mass Effect 3 so that I can talk to Chris, and it keeps making me cry, so. I'm waiting for her to finish. If she doesn't finish within the next couple of weeks, I will fly to Canada to murder I'm, her. Oh, oh, tempted to not finish if it gets me a visit from Chris. Shit. A, vis a visit where you will end up with a knife in your heart. I mean, you wouldn't do that to Spawn. That wouldn't Pry be nice. Me. I, I'm Primey. pretty, I think I'm getting close to being done-ish, maybe? I've got to be at least halfway. <sighs> I, no, <laughs> I, ha I have to be at least halfway. I think I'm more than halfway, but there's no way of me knowing without going and looking it up and inadvertently seeing things that I shouldn't see because I'm trying to play it without knowing anything. So yes. what was the last thing that you did in ME3, Death? Um, okay, so... Spoiler-free yes. for folks that are... Tell us the planet. years behind them. I don't know the planet name, but I went and... What was the last thing I did? Oh, I'm at the... Um, oh, fuck. What's their faces that they can't take their masks off? Orions? Orions? I'm at their homeworld. You're dealing the one, with the Quarians. The, the okay. ones versus Geth. I'm, I'm okay. over there right now. She's not that. She's she she's relatively close. Yeah, she's on Ranok. Yeah, yeah Ranok. She's relatively close. Yeah, she's I getting like, close. I, she's, I, I think, she still has a lot of DLC to do though as well. I don't think I she's touched think the DLC. The thing that I just finished was I rescued one of the ambassadors. 
just make sure you do all the DLC before you end up doing the last mission because it, it, it's all kind okay. of relevant. What's the last mission? It'll tell like you the, it's the last mission. It'll okay. tell you. It, it okay. specifically goes out of its way to tell you this okay. is the last mission. Okay. As long as it's not like you do it and then it's like, oh, hey, by the way, you can't go back now. Um, Christopher. Mm, a lot of 14 this uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, we cleared T13 on all blue mages. So that's be, that was really fun and really stressful. Um, so we're three out of nine for the blue mage clear. Um, for people who don't know what that is, you essentially do the final boss of every raid tier up through the end of Stormblood uh, as a group of blue mages. And blue mages are um blue mages are essentially pure dps who can turn on a tank stance once they use a spell on a tank but they're still cloth and they're still squishy as fuck so it's real hard to do and they're not real healers and they're not real dps it's weird it's fun it's complicated um but we're three out of nine on that so it's a lot it's been a lot of fun uh also carrie i did send you a friend request on psn so screw you um I'm also leveling up all of my combat jobs on 14. I will send you. Oh, he's saying no on XIV, not on PlayStation. Oh, XIV. Did you literally just sit there and say XIV, Neth? She did. I will sort I will sort that, but bear in mind that my main is on Lich in Europe, but I do have a character on Lamia, which is on, I think, probably the same data center as you. Yeah, I think. He's on. You're on Primal Data Center, I think. As so. long as you're on Primal Data Center, I can world hop and find you. Yeah, but he's on Primal, so yeah. Um, I've been leveling up my jobs. I've got everything. So I've got all the healers except White Mage to eight two. Um, as White Mage is seven eight. I've got all the tanks except Warrior and Paladin to eight two. They are they are all Warrior and Paladin are seven eight. I've got all the physical ranged to eight two except Bard, who is seven eight. I've got all the casters maxed out except bl Black Mage, who is 7A. And all the melee are 7A except Dragoon, who is 55. I'm, I am on track to get everything to 80 by the time Endwalker comes out. But it's going to be a lot of main scenario roulettes, and it's kind of soul-crushing. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to get everything to 80, and I want to get that mount. So... I am doing it. I will fucking do it. Um, and I got a PS5, so yay. Uh, I was streaming Spider-Man. I was streaming Spider-Man Miles Morales for five hours on Yes, Thursday. you did. Five hours I streamed that game. Um, real fun and real quick. It loads real fucking fast. Um... I'm actually going to stream a little bit more after the show today on my YouTube channel, so yay. But yes, that's what I've been doing. Which I will watch while I'm playing Mass Effect. Woo. I will probably just end up doing uh, more MSQ and hating myself. And LB, no, it's not the Mentor mount. It is the... Uh, it's essentially the mount for getting all combat jobs to level 8 to. It's the Ockmorn mount? Ockmorn mount? Awkward. 
All right. Um, so since that dead air just hit right there, um, what's going on in feedback? Nothing in email. Nothing. No one talks to us. No one likes Chris, us. Chris, you had re- that was a really great segue. By the way, that transition was just perfectly on point. I I, I appreciate the uh, the throw there. Um, you know, I know I normally do the last bit of it. Mm-hmm. And you all are used to me throwing, but you know, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe carry your own weight once in a while. You're not my dad. Uh huh. <laughs> We're not going to go through this. We're not going to go through this joke on the podcast, Chris. We're oh not going to continue that joke. Yeah, that's that's not really a podcast joke because a lot of people would not understand the humor behind that one, guys. Oh, yeah, um, I know that's why I didn't. That's, that's why, why we I didn't. Because mm-hmm. we're good, honest. Hard-working Americans, isn't that I'm not right? American. You're an American, not, Christopher. No, no, no. Yeah, you're both Hard Americans. No. You'll be Americans no. eventually. Hard pass. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Hard pass. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the, with the blue and white in my blood. I'm good. <clears throat> oh, Gary and... has a proposition for feedback generation. The, Ping the contributor a... role and ask a question about a topic on that week's episode. But probably a that's actually a good idea. idea. I like that. But we don't really have topics anymore. No, but it's always a good thing because that way we can see what people are interested in listening to and if they have anything they'd like generated for that. One other thing I did this week, just so we can do our, just so I can say, don't be stupid people and get it done. I got my COVID booster this week because I work for the NHS. So um, if- and I actually, by the way, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, the FDA just approved a third Pfizer, the booster for Pfizer, mm-hmm. uh, for individuals over 65 and anybody who works in a frontline business. And I believe it, I, I know 100% I know it's 65. I think it's also people who have qualified medical conditions and work in a frontline business as well. So uh, currently, I got my second, my third COVID booster, which was Pfizer, I got yesterday. My arm is killing me. I got my Pfizer one on my left arm, and I also got my flu vac and my right arm at the same time. So my arms are not functioning very well today, but that's, that's about to be expected. <laughs> How did you grip it and rip it then, Chris? Oh, I don't ever struggle with that. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) A coughing fit right there. Good job, Chris. (laughs) You all right there, Nev? You okay there, Nev? (laughs) You all right? You okay? You all right, darling? You all right? You good? You good? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um okay so um <laughs> i oh i actually guys i'm sorry i i'm gonna need one second i have to go to soundcloud real quick oh gods God. yeah for kevin's sake i need to go ahead and do it oh we need to do the countries for kevin yeah, i need to do the countries here. for kevin so give me just oh. a second um but yes yeah, so while he's looking that up please make sure you get vaccinated it's help. it helps vax. get your vaccine doesn't matter which one you get just get your vaccine and flu. Well, I mean, flu. It, it, it doesn't matter which one you get. Get get the COVID one. <laughs> no, because like, you should also get the flu one as well. Get the flu one as well. well. Yeah, but I mean, like, chicken pox not so much going to help with the pandemic right now. So. Okay, okay. I'll Get your COVID vaccine, and while you're at it, get your flu vac, because both are very <laughs> important, and both are very serious. So please make sure you do it. People don't understand how dangerous the flu can be. 
Shall we start talking some to- some stories? Yeah, why don't you go first? You usually go first. You don't always go first. You go. Uh, me? Yeah, you go. All right. So um, I actually wanted there, there was a really good article on PC Gamer that I was reading uh, yesterday. I think it was or the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's talking about the Valheim Hearth and Home update. Uh, which just recently came out. Um, it actually it, it contains a surprisingly a, a pretty good amount of content, but it's on the smaller side for a lot of people. And the premise of the article was have basically have live service game models. You know, the seasonal passes, battle passes, uh, MMOs, things like that. Has that set an unreasonable expectation of what a game update should be? Okay. I think I it does. Think... I think it 100% has. I 100% think the live model of how games are done these days, like the live service games, mm-hmm. I think that's really skewed and warped how people look at a game update. Because you look at, you look at, take Warzone, for example. That was something that all of us were playing for a while there. Every mm-hmm. three months, like clockwork, a hundred levels of battle pass, new set of battle tracks, new weapons, new uh, new operators, all sorts of content coming into the game mm-hmm. on a drip feed regular basis. Yeah, but it's right. it's not massive. Co- it's it's cosmetic content. No, not it's not. Like, like they, they would introduce new the guns. guns are new, not cosmetic. New guns. They would tinker with the map. They would change <laughs> things around constantly. So it's this constant drip feed of content. All right. Which is okay if you're doing a live service model game, you need a drip yeah, feed of content. <laughs> but if you're if you're doing a live service con- live service game, you need a constant drip feed of content to keep people engaged in the game and keep them spending money on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas then you look at a game like say Valheim or uh, some of the other stuff that we've played, like um, like Kevin and Elby and I were playing Scrap Mechanic and some of these other like weird survival games and things like that. Whereas it's a much smaller dev team. You're talking like five to ten people usually at most. Look at Minecraft back in the day. Yeah. You're talking five to ten people. And sometimes your updates could be ten months out. Mm -hmm. And it might not be a massive shift in how the game plays. It Mm -hmm. might not be a massive change to it. But has that live service model that has become so standard in the online multiplayer gaming sphere over the last five to ten years has that especially in the last two to four um has that kind of warped our expectation because people are pissed off about hearth and home in valheim they're pissed off they've because it's not a massive update because it's not a massive update it doesn't bring five new biomes and a hundred new enemies and ten new weapon types they're their people have written screeds about this and it's, it's, I think it's a disconnect between what is possible by a small dev team versus you're dealing with dozens, if not hundreds, of independent developers within a, within a large corporation that is drip-feeding out live service content I think, constantly. I think the, major, the main problem is people's lack of understanding that there is a significant difference between an indie company and a AAA company. Like a AAA company like Activision is going to be able to put out those types of live service updates because they have the they have the developers, they have the manpower, they have the money. Mm-hmm. Smaller creators like like the Valheim team, 
aren't don't have the power the manpower to do that shit. I think also though it's it's a it's a distinct difference in that so many games in the last couple of years have been live service. They've had season passes, they've mm-hmm. had expansion content coming out at a regular drip. They've had a declared roadmap of every bit of online content that'll be coming in the next couple of years. Um I think that this is like I think this is mostly just a major disconnect between how people look at video games because they've seen the live service model being so dominant lately that they forget that sometimes a game is just a game. It's it you play it and it's done. But then at the same time I would I would bring up Baldur's Gate 3. There are people that are upset that it's still in early access and that the content hasn't been moving forward, but I wouldn't say it's been anywhere near what the complaints seem to be about this update for Valheim. Mm -hmm. So why is why is it okay for a much larger company and uh was it uh Lorian Studios? Larian. Larian. Larian, who's doing Baldur's Gate, why is it okay for a much larger company like Larian to drip feed that kind of content? Oh no, people have been pissed off about people have been pissed off about Baldur's Gate no, three also. No, they're pissed off, but I would, I would, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near what this has been. Would you agree? I with think, that? I think, I no, I think it's probably about on the same level. I think it's about at the same level. Like Baldur's Gate three, I think has gotten it's gotten quite a bit of hate. Um, but I think partially it also has gotten like a little bit less than the Valheim dev team has for a couple of reasons. So the Baldur's Gate team is constantly in communication with their player base. Very all true. All the time. They are very good at that. They are constantly doing They are constantly communicating and they keep to a fairly tight schedule. They say, hey, you should expect to see this update coming within X amount of time. You should be X amount of time, give or take. Yeah, and it typically comes out. It typically comes out around the time that they said they're probably going to have an update out, and it's usually not a very large update. It's usually something fairly small. It's you know, it's uh, adding functionality in with. Uh, oh God, what's her name? The elf. Uh, Shadow, Shadow Heart. Heart. It's adding functionality in with Shadow Heart's relic item. Um, the only major content one, the, like the major content update we've had for Baldur's Gate, was adding the druid. Yeah. And even then, that wasn't new content. That was just a new class going through the same content. Exactly. I think that I, I think that there's a I think that there's a difference between how like you go look at how much dev communication you've gotten out of the Valheim team out of Iron Gate Studios versus the amount of communication you've got out of Larian. But you also have to remember, Larian is an A level studio. They're not a triple A studio. No, they may they're like A maybe double A. Like they're, they're they they've done some fairly large games in the past, yeah. so th- I think that I think it's also a bit of a false dichotomy to compare Iron Gate with Larian in that situation. Fair, Be- I, I think it's 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 an apples to oranges kind of situation. I think a better example on that, um, you'd have to find something within its own. I'd say something like maybe like um, Subnautica or something like that. I think Subnautica was a, the the studio that did Subnautica was a fairly small studio, and they've they've been very open and clear with their communication with their user base. I think that, yeah, um, I think that a lot of the problem, yeah, indie essentially, yeah. Um, I think that a lot of the problem that we're facing right now with Valheim, I think a lot of the problem Valheim is facing is lack of. Lack of clear communication. 
lack of clear communication. Like if you aren't communicating very clearly with your user base and like, this is what to expect. This is what you need to look at. This is what this is how to temper your expectations. I think their biggest problem was releasing the roadmap. Iron Gate releasing their roadmap right after the game blew up, I think was their biggest problem. Because they released yeah. a fairly ambitious roadmap with four major updates three months apart throughout 2021. And they didn't have any other than and they hit none of them. And then they 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 changed the roadmap halfway through and they're like, eh, it's just going to be two updates and it's going to be Hearth and Home is one of them. And they didn't clearly delineate in the beginning what Hearth and Home was going to be. Um, most of us had an expectation that it was going to be something like, oh, yeah, it's going to be building and base building and things like that. Um, it's going to be base building and that that's kind of what people expected it to be, but they expected more meat until yeah. they uh, explained to people that this is what hearth and home is going to be. Please temper your expectations. It was too late. The cat was already out of the bag at that point. I think that this is a good learning experience for iron gate in that you need to be very careful with what you say. I think that more than anything has been the biggest issue they've had. They've gotten with, setting expectations like making sure they set expectations but the thing what i, what I would also say is not a, yes they made a mistake by putting out the roadmap but it is a cultural issue with gaming as well because the there are so many there are not even just there are so many live uh live service games nowadays that it's almost expected that most games nowadays will be live 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 service you don't need to have a fucking live service game. And I agree, and it I agree. Just I completely end. agree. You don't need live service. Not every game out there should be fucking live service. But because there are so many, I feel like a lot of people out there expect there to be constant drip feed of content. And I think that yep. is a problem in the gaming community as a whole because there, that puts pressure on developers, it puts pressure on everything. It's not something that needs to happen. Not everything needs to be fucking live service. Well, I mean, that's the problem is that you're looking at the live service is how they're viewing the default. That's how they view. Oh, they look at act blizz and they yeah. go, oh, Call of Duty's making a billion dollars every other year or every year or whatever the fuck it makes. I don't even know. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but it's making a billion dollars a year. Making a shit ton of money. <clears throat> and they're doing that with a live service model. It's free to play live service model. Why the fuck aren't we doing this? We've got the next big thing on our hands. And it's like, what do you do? What, what the hell do you do? It's just, it's, it's really sad to see all these devs. And it's a lot of times, and a lot of times it's not the developer's fault in that. Sometimes it's, sometimes the problem is the publisher too. Mm -hmm. Like Iron Gate, it's not, it's, it's their fault. <laughs> it's yeah. Iron Gate's fault 100%. Oh, yeah. Their communication was lacking so heavily, oh, yeah. I think. Um, I think at the same time that we did gamers as a whole did put the communication aspect down. I think uh, gamers as a whole took that communication and just kind of went crazy with it instead of trying to temper their expectations. It's like, oh, hey, this is a five person dev team. They're probably not going to put everything out at once. No. They're not going to be able to like hold this. I think I think 
I think it's a combination factor, like with Valheim specifically, I think that's a combination factor of several things. Um, but yeah, I would there 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 are games that are just perfectly fine. The Hades. Hades, it's out, it's done. They're not adding new content to the game. Uh, They're fixing things and doing rebalancing. That's it. Mass Effect. Like, this perfect for example. Um, uh, sir, I, I think you're forgetting Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. That was, sir, that I was think... literally digging for... Yes, 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 and I agree. But, like, did they bring that shit back out for the remaster? No, it's they did not. They were smart. They hassle. were smart. Let's not do that shit. No, no, no. Actually, no, the worst part is ME3's multiplayer was actually pretty well liked. It was pretty popular. But the problem is that it's like they would have to rebuild all the server architecture and redo everything so that it could be work across multiple platforms because originally it was locked to Origin. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you know that Andromeda's I mean, multiplayer is still alive? God help us all. Multiplayer, Andromeda's multiplayer is still alive. I played a couple of games a couple nights ago. They just forgot to take it down. They were just like, ah, oh, there's five people here. We're just going to forget about this for a while. I actually had but, fun with it. But I think, I think really, yes, I think that the live service model and the current way, um, the current way things have gone over the last five years, let's just say five years, things have gone over the last five years has really <clears throat> skewed perception on what a content update should be. I am <clears throat> old enough and Neth is also old enough. Chris, you're just barely on the edge of old enough to remember expansion packs, just expansion packs. Yeah. You, you released you old. <laughs> I did. I call you, you old. I didn't call you old. Good or not. Have. I said you're old enough to remember. Okay. I'll give I you did that. not call you. old. you want to start a fight right that. here? You want to start a fight right here? Now we'll start a fight right here. Now, by God, I um, will throw hands. you'll throw hands. I, I will throw hands across my face in Vogue. All right. Mom, Dad, please stop fighting. Um, <laughs> um, we're all old enough. Carry in Twitch chat. Yep. Dad, down. <laughs> we're all old enough to remember expansion packs. A game shipped and it was done. Yep. And then if you got lucky, six it came months... in a box with these things called discs. Sometimes it came with multiple <laughs> of them. Yep. Six months to a year later. If you're lucky, you got an expansion pack that gave you new content that you paid full price for again. Yeah. Those were the that days. Was, that was a sustainable business model. And you didn't yeah. have, have you? you didn't have like expansions and then you had the additional DLC to go that you had to purchase separately. Mm -hmm. It's I miss it when you just bought a game and you got the game. Yep. That was fun. You know what but I miss? I miss when you used to be able to go and rent games, see if you'd like them, and if they would last you long enough to be worth buying. I remember those days. <laughs> I used to go, my mother used to buy me, rent me the Buffy the Vampire Slayer game for Xbox. She rented it twice, and then we bought it. I loved that game. Ugh. Now, Harry's actually bringing up a really interesting point here. He that likes the, the life. <laughs> yes, that one. But that he <laughs> likes the live service model for fighting games. And yes, that's a very, very salient point to make. Yes, because I actually like the live service model for like the Power Rangers fighting game. Uh, so live service good. works in certain contexts. Fighting games is one of those contexts that just fucking works. It's really a good thing because it's it's a consistent drop 
of new content for a game that has a very passionate base. Some games, it just doesn't make any fucking sense on, though. It's like, okay, why are we shoving a live service component into a online shooter? It's a balancing nightmare. It is an absolute goddamn balancing nightmare every time they do that. But then there's also things where it's like, you look at, say, CSGO. Live service model is not really a live service model. The core gameplay exists. It is just there. They balance the core gameplay. And then they introduce cosmetics. And that's it. All it is is cosmetics. It's all cosmetic shit. The problem comes from the live service model where it's a constant drip feed of actual content related to the game. For, say, Destiny 2's content drip works? Am I happy about it? No. But it worked. But I get where they need to make money. I get that they need to make money. I understand it. Am I happy that I'm constantly getting drip fed content on it? Eh, not really. But I see that, that that's how the industry is moving. It's moving towards a slow drip feed in a live service model where you're supporting a game for five to eight years after release in some cases, rather than dropping a game oh, okay but at the same time in some cases you're not you're not necessarily supporting it monetarily because if you actually do the battle pass in warzone you earn enough points to get the next the next battle pass for free and then the next one great so like but the thing is like, that, you won. so the way they look at it is that you are an mau you're an mau an mau is a very useful uh, that's a monthly active user um an mau is a very useful metric to report to your investors at your earnings call, you go, oh, hey, yeah, our MAUs are up 10% year over year. Well, shit, your stock must be worth a fortune. I need to buy more. Yeah. Crash is funny. Yep. But it, it's, oh, it's... Crash is my DM. He's very funny. No, I know. He's potentially going to be killing me this evening. Good job. Oh, is it going to be live streamed? Because I, 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 I need to see his death live streamed. I, I don't know putting, if it'll be streamed. Um, a good death. I don't. I don't care what kind of death it is. It just needs to be a death. And so, <laughs> I think that I think that the biggest. I think that as as a whole, the industry is moving towards the live service model for almost everything. But then you have your outside of the normal realms things like typically indies, where it's like, oh yeah, this is not a live model. We're going to release a game, make sure it's polished, and then it's done. It's it's just good. I I will completely agree with what Gary said about um, live servers working for fighting games, though, because I know I I utilize um, I utilize that shit when they bring out new fighters in uh, Battle for the Grid. I I grab them because they're they're new fighters. It's it's direct content. No, well, no, I, I, totally it fair. works. There are places where it works, there, but okay, it so doesn't need to is, be everywhere. You also need to look at it as the live service model as a whole can be beneficial to the development cycle. Because if a game stays popular for 10 years after its release, like the MMO boom, the big MMO boom of the early 2000s really sort of designed the... It really sort of set the mold for the live service model. 
I'd agree with that. It, it really kind of set the mold for it because you regularly got updates, you got your patch content, and then you got your big expansion content towards the end. And then you did the whole cycle over again. The live service model where it's a consistent drip feed of like, oh, hey, I just lo- I haven't logged in for a week. I'm going to log back in. Oh, God, there's now 15 million more quests. So there's two new operators and a thousand new guns. Oh, God. I think that that's good from a financial standpoint in some cases. Like you, you look at the studio and you go, OK, well, a comparatively small number of people can be working on this. And they've developed two new guns and they've made a new map for multiplayer for PVP. And okay, that works. That's great. That's fine. Ship it. Cause this other team over here is working on five little things. Mm. And then they're going to be ready to ship it three weeks after you ship your product. Ship it, ship it, ship it, ship it, ship it. (laughs) I think honestly, I think one of the biggest, one of the, one of the first really strong indicators of that was League of Legends and the weekly drops. Yeah. So in the beginning, League of Legends had a new hero every week, basically. It was every week or every two weeks, like back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And they were not always hit, they were not always strong strong hits. <laughs> it was hit, hit and miss. And now they're releasing what more like one a quarter? One a it's, it's one it's one every six to eight weeks, I would say, as a good good thought, a good good playthrough on it. So roughly bi-monthly. Yeah. So they're releasing a new hero roughly bi-monthly. That's an eightfold decrease in productivity there. But typically the characters are of a higher um, quality. Yes. Let's not talk about Vex. <laughs> Please. You, you see the third, you see the second thing on my list, Chris. I know, I know the second thing on your list, yeah. but we're skipping that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I have rambled really heavily about this. I think that the live no, model. I think is, you're right. I think, I think, I think you're right. The live model itself can be completely detrimental, but there are places beneficial. where it works. Yes. It just depends on how it's implemented more than anything. Yes. I would agree. I think that that's actually a very good point. You bring it up there, Carrie. Fuck you. Um, so he's mentioning that is it, is it a decrease in productivity or cost increases that mandate a better design? I think that's 100% accurate also because you have to look at costs. Costs. Also, Just- let's, let's take, let's look at an example from, from League again with the heroes. Look at Poppy when she launched. Yeah, at, I at- love Poppy. <laughs> no one liked Poppy. Um, I love Poppy. She was... <laughs> She was a Twisted Tree Line hero, okay? Okay, okay, she was good at Twisted Tree Line. She wasn't good at the real game. <laughs> um, okay, there's, there's, there's the flipping the bird. <laughs> and then you look at someone, like, as much as she was hated, Seraphine, the quality between the two when they launched, night and fucking day. You can't deny it. Just, he's trying I, to deny it. He's, I'm not going to try to deny it. I'm not going to try to deny it. There's, there's no way to not deny it. I'm just trying to figure out how to do this without saying things that Twitch will ban me for. Twitch will ban us for. So, um, I'm not going to type them to him in post. That's how, that's how you say those things. I'm, I can't see them though. I'm not going to type anything. Um, I think that I think that though I think that Carrie actually brings up a very good point. Is like, is this a decrease in productivity, or is this related to rising costs because of design? Because mm-hmm. of just because of a, a, a higher expectation of design. 
Would you like high quality crap or low quality gold? Yes. So LB, what I'm saying, so LB is bringing up a point that uh, he's confused as to, as I'm saying, I, I, he's asking me if Valheim shouldn't have updates. Also, isn't there kind of a difference between a live service game and early access game? Valheim isn't selling its update. I agree 100%. Uh, which is my, the reason I brought I, up Baldur's Gate, because early access. What I'm saying is, though, is that it's not the studio is having a disconnect. Besides, like, communication issues. That's, that's just something Iron Gate's kind of struggled with communication, I feel. I think that the problem is, is that people are looking at it as a live service game. People are thinking that it is a live service game and getting upset that the game is not constantly dripping out content or that the content is not as large as they would like the content to be. That's more what I'm saying. And that I think it's a disconnect between how people, the, the owners of the game are viewing the game's update structure versus how the game is actually releasing. I think this is I we, we've kind of gone off into the weeds here, but I think that us this is, weeds never. I think that this is more of an issue of people not setting their expectation, not not calibrating their expectations correctly for the type of game that Valheim is. Yes, I think that's more what I'm trying to get across, and I think I've been kind of poorly getting that across through this. But that's where the Pokemon are. Um. Um, but yeah, I, like I yeah, um, I, I, I think that this is just, I think this is really just a miscalibration of expectations from the audience versus a deliberate poor choice by Iron Gate. I think Iron Gate was fairly, was fairly clear about what to expect from the game. I think they communicated the update schedule and things like that kind of poorly. Yeah, I mean, if you disagree that I've, I've, I've worded this badly, no, please I, just say so. I um, think you've worded it very well. I, I, do, I do agree overall. Um, no, I, I think also I, think I, that I think Valheim's it's... a very fun game. That I, I had a lot of fun with for 120 hours or whatever it was. And I think Valheim is a good to. game. It's just not a game that I particularly enjoyed. I just think it's just not for me. I wanted to. I liked playing with you guys. But as we've discussed before, I, I need a purpose. I know. Running around and not having a purpose is like the opposite of fun for me. And I just want creative modes for infinite materials <laughs> and the ability to fly and build stuff. And I actually like the survival aspects of the game, of games like that. But I don't even like the survival aspects of Minecraft. Like, I, I go I creative mode and I just build stuff. I mean, there is a creative mode in Valheim. There is a creative mode now? Yeah, no, there's been a creative mode since the beginning. We had this conversation when we were all playing Valheim. No one ever gave me the creative mode. I told you about it like six times and you said, I'll check that out later. No one, no, no, I wanted to, okay. okay. You, you said oh. you would check it out later and then you never did. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> May I talk about something? Sure, go ahead. Of course you can. Um, 
because uh, Final Fantasy had its uh, 66 uh, live letter from the producer. Uh, and they were talking about many, many things, uh, mostly in regards to Endwalker. Uh, it was a seven-hour live stream. <clears throat> yep. Whoa, seriously? I, yeah. I managed five. Chunks. I managed five of those seven hours, and then I had to go. Um, That's insane. So they broke it down into three separate sections. You had the Endwalker job adjustments, you had the Endwalker battle system updates, and then you had other miscellaneous changes. Um, TLDR for the class updates. Tanks are happy. Y'all get to actually use your cooldowns and get some beneficial buffs if you use them right. And plus your jumps and, your jumps and charges are being given an additional range. You're all cool. Happy, happy, happy. Um, melee DPS. Y'all are good. You're getting extra bits and bobs with the, new, with the new spells. Very fun. Reaper. Again, if you're planning on level Reaper, make sure you grab some Dragoon gear because they're going to share the same gear set. Physical ranged, we're always happy, <laughs> unless you're a bard, but bards are really fun. Um, magical ranged, Summoner was the fucking shining star of the entire presentation, and we'll talk about them in a second. <laughs> um, healers, Astrologians not happy, Scholars not happy, everyone else happy. <laughs> white Mage is just White Mage. White Mage is just White Mage. White Mage is nothing, fine. Nothing, nothing really happened with White Mage. <laughs> nothing really happened. Nothing really happened, happened to White Mage. Mage. I, was, I was okay with it. I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Nothing changed. It's all right. I'm getting a new level of holy. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Black but, Mage is happy. Black Mages are always happy. They don't care. Black they Mages hard. Do Black Mage thing. Black Mage just does Black Mage thing. Yeah, Black Mage do Black Mage. Um, so let's very quickly talk about some of the, the interesting ones. Let's talk about the star of the show first, shall we? Summoner. Oh. Holy fuck. So, if you currently play Summoner, forget how you play Summoner, because throw it out the window, it's a brand new job, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> it is completely redesigned from the ground up. So, starters, you're no longer a dot class. All your dots have been removed. Fuck them, throw them out the window. They're, ignore them. They're not, they're not real anymore. Um, not real anymore. <laughs> you essentially will go through a three-phase rotation alongside your Demi Bahamut and your Phoenix phase, the way you work now. So, you will have access to three new summons. The summons will be Efreet, Garuda, and Titan. Um, you will... AKA the ones you see 15 fucking times through the MSQ. Yes, the ones that you see non-stop, you're essentially best buddies, you go around and have tea with them. Oh, hey, hey, guess what? You're like in the middle of Heaven's Ward now, we're sending you back to ARR content. Have fun doing these fucking goddamn trials again. Um, so we're gonna, so the way that summoners now work is that you will start off in your basic phase, you will then go into your Demi Bahamut phase, and after that it will unlock three new crystals on your UI. One for Efreet, one for Garuda, one for Titan. You will be able to choose one. It will summon uh, the, t the primal you choose. They will do their big damage ability that is iconic to them. And all of your spells will change. They will change to flavor the Titan, you the primal you've just summoned. Um, you will go through a brief rotation with, it, with those abilities. And then you'll have access to the other two remaining crystals. 
You rinse and repeat through that until all crystals are used, and you swap to your Phoenix phase. Rinse and repeat through the three primals again, back to back to Demi Bahamut. Rinse and repeat. It's an entire redesign of the class of the system for the class from the ground up, and it is the first time, in my opinion, in eight years that the summoner will actually feel like a fucking summoner. Because it's not just having your little carbuncle or your little um Aige that is running around with you. You will actually be summoning the full primals briefly while they do bad badass shit and you gain their essence for a for a while. Would you agree with that description, Gav? Is that, is that pretty, pretty spot on there? I mean, without the filleting of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the, 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 you, you were there when they went through the things. It's pretty sick. It was, it was okay. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I, I just, it, it was okay. It was, it was, it was okay. I, I, I mean, I'm not a summoner, so it was okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. My my expectation is very heavily clouded because I played so much goddamn Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. I think what he's saying is it's okay. It's okay. okay. It's all right. It's 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 good. It's all right. It's I'm I'm not gonna lose my goddamn mind over it. I'm not. I'm not that married to this game. It's an interesting single player story. Um. What else? What else? Let's see. Um, Bards having some interesting changes with their songs. Now these are pretty interesting. So each of the three songs uh, will be made available through new actions that will apply party-wide enhancements. Um, that kind of works the way that Wanderer's Minuet works currently. Um, okay. The way that you get the uh, the arrow every now and then popping up. Uh, and they're, they're, all the songs will be adjusted to have a 120 second cooldown. Okay. So they should be up pretty... You essentially are always going to be in a song. There's okay. always going to be a bard buffing the party. So bards are essentially there for constant party buffs now. Which is not a bad thing. Machinists got practically nothing because machinists are finally learned to play. They, they now run around with a chainsaw for Christ's sake. I mean, I mean, I, the 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 machinist changes were nice. I mean, you get a chainsaw now. You're 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 basically fucking uh, Edgar from Final Fantasy. But that's the th- that's the thing with machinists. Machinists have always kind of been in a really good spot with their abilities, and they're always kind of over the top. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where they're continuing because now you're running with a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> um. Astrologian and Scholar weren't too pleased with their um, with their reveals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start with Scholar. Um, Scholar gets pretty much no abilities except a party wide uh, movement speed increase. From what it looks like, that's about it. Yeah. So it's a bit little underwhelming for Scholar, especially since their counterpart job got such a complete kit redesign. Um. So s- scholars are a little upset. Um, and astrologians are now moving away from their ability to pure heal or barrier heal and are now just a pure healer. We're losing our uh, dernal uh, sex and our nocturnal sex, and it's just going to be baseline pure heals. So we're a little sad about 
it was nice to be able to swap back and forth. But I do understand the logic. Sage is coming in. They are a pure barrier healer. It's nice to have two pure healers pure and two pure barriers. So I get it. I get the logic. But I'm a little sad. Um, um, one other interesting point for the healers, though, is that when they were talking about healers overall, um, they mentioned that all healers are going to be getting a holy equivalent. Not necessarily a, an ability that has a stun associated with it, but all of the all all of them will have a powerful AOE that will be on the level of holy and that will be flavored around each of the specific healing jobs. Mm. What that means, we don't know. Um, but there was a lot of fancy kind of over the top uh, AOE aspects to some of the visual reveals for the for the healers during the actual job video. So it could be any one of those, and they all look pretty sweet. That's one of the thing with fourteen; they never they never fail on over the top animations. Yeah, that's why all of mine are turned way the fuck down. <laughs> that's why all of mine are turned way the fuck up. Yeah, no, I can't. If I can't see the AOE circle in the middle of a Lakshmi fight because of all the shit going on, I need to know what's going on in the middle of the Lakshmi fight. <laughs> I, 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 I um, can do it. I can do so, it. So, <laughs> are you going to talk anything about uh, Reapers and uh, Sages? Um, I was kind of hoping we could go into them a little bit because I'm not too sure on the Reaper, but the, the 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 actual jumping around looks very interesting. It's a they're very mobile for being a melee. Did you notice that? So they're demon hunters, pretty much. Um, they do have uh, an ability that lets them bamf somewhere and then a few seconds later bamf back to their previous location. Um. Yeah, they also have like a full-on demon form that they can jump into eventually. So they're demon hunters. They're demon hunters, pretty much. Yeah, they've made demon hunters. Yay. <laughs> um, they do look quite fun. They are they the the animation so here's the problem. All the all the fucking animations like you saw when they were actually when it was uh, Yoshi P playing the character and using the rotation and all that, it was very much annoying just because it was a lava fell, so I couldn't really see all the animations perfectly. But at the same time, Chris you know, always Chris angry, Chris Chris no like lava fell. Chris <laughs> mad because short. Chris mad because generally creepy. You've offended LB, by the way. I, I, I always offend LB when I mention my dislike of Lalafels. I also hate gnomes and goblins, too, so... No, I love goblins. Goblins are amazing. Gnomes are weird. Goblins are cool. I was just going to say, um, I call bullshit on that, because I know he loves goblins. Um, Sage, un unsurprisingly, beautiful animations for all their heals. They are going to be very interesting because they are ha they will have the ability to simultaneously heal a target whilst also DPSing another target. Yo, um, dog, I heard you like lasers, so I'm gonna give you all the lasers. All the fucking lasers, like it's a lot of lasers. Um, but yeah, they, they look really fucking interesting. I'm still leaning on dancer as gonna probably gonna be my main i don't think i'm gonna swap to sage as a healer i think i'm probably gonna stick with astro 
Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've actually decided I'm going to have my ninja as my melee. I, I, I think I might be interested in becoming America the Trinity, but I don't know. You know what America the machinist. Trinity? He means machinist. Machinist and? America the Trinity? Yeah, America the Trinity would be machinist. White mage? Sage. Gunbreaker. Okay. I was going to say, there's got to be gun something in there. There's got to be guns involved. Yeah, gunbreaker, machine. Okay, you know, that is, oh my god, that's America the Trinity. <laughs> yeah, it's America the Trinity. <laughs> machinist, sage, gunbreaker. You can be a tank healer DPS with guns. Oh my god. Hell yes, son. And then you just throw in a black mage as your as your fourth, and you got a good static there. Wow. Mostly because okay. of explosions. Uh-huh. Like a hundred percent because explosions. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on to the battle systems. <laughs> Chris is just mad that he's realized that you can commit chemical warfare and have guns on everybody else. <laughs> Chris is just mad about that now. Let's talk about some of these battle adjustments, shall we? Hey, Chris, let's talk about that new hero in League of Legends. No, we'll do this first, and then you can make me hate life. I'm not going to. It's fine. Um, so there... Jesus Christ. Um, so very quickly, they're removing belts. So if you have a belt, don't worry about it. It's all going to get done automatically for you. It'll you'll get all your material and shit sorted. Um, downscale values. This is the stat squish. So the way it's going to work is that they are um, removing the gear attributes. They're 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 changing. They're reducing the gear value. Oh my god, get my words right. They're reducing the attributes from gear between 50 and 80 to scale everything down. This will be an overall health and damage value reduction. Uh, they will also be scaling down uh, food, materia, potions, all of that goes down with it. There is a lot of worry about um, doing undersized party content. So that's like going back to doing the 50 primals to get your horses or going back to do the 60 primals to get your birds, stuff like that. They are adding an enhanced echo effect that will apply will be applied to bring the difficulty balance in level with previous patches. So it should, in theory, make it so that you can still do un, un undersized party unsynced content, and it will, should still work. Okay, that's the hope. Um, they are also reducing the XP gains. They are downscaling XP gains, and in addition. Uh, previous XP previously earned from standard dungeon enemies will now be earned from the boss uh, at the end of the dungeon. Kind of like the way your roulettes work, where okay. you get your the, big the, the XP chunk at the end. Yeah, yeah. The bulk of it comes so, from the end of it. Yeah. So rather than getting any XP while you're doing the dungeon, all the XP accumulates, and when you kill the last boss, there's your XP. Uh, uh, can we like spend forty-five minutes on the teleportation call? They're recalculating gil costs for teleporting. Have fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's currently maxed out at 999. Uh, going forward, it'll be much higher. But at the same time, it matters on the distance that you're going to be going. So, like, if I'm going from 
Uldar to Costa del Sol, it'll cost like 200 gil. But if I'm going to Uldar to the moon, it'll be like 1500 gil. Perlars. Yes. Yeah. Spoilers, Chris. Spoilers. Uh, you've kept up with Endwalker at all, don't really. Haven't. Don't lie. I rarely have it, actually, but I figured we were going there. That's pretty cheap to get to the moon. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, apparently, Suck the moon is hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, the moon's haunted, full of kobolds. <laughs> For anyone, who, for anyone who listens to Crash's D and D shows, the moon literally has kobolds. It's it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, there will be. Of course. It make it makes sense in his world. Trust me. Um, there will be a final event before Endwalker. It will be Final Fantasy fourteen cross DXO. Um. That will be going live on Tuesday, the 19th of October at uh, 8 p.m. Sorry, 8 a.m. GMT. Uh, I'll now, be you say DXO. The... What do you mean, Christopher? I don't, I don't actually know what DXO was. What's DXO? I, I have no idea. I literally asked you. I don't, I don't know what DXO is. I'm I'm looking it up. It's it's a returning event apparently. There's DXQ, not DXO. Did I say DXO? Yeah, you did. DXQ. No, it's it's DQX. DQX is Dragon Quest. It's Dragon Quest. It's Dragon Quest. It's it's Dragon Quest Ten. Okay, so it's a Dragon Quest Ten crossover. Okay. Okay. Apparently, it's a return. It's coming back. Oh, so the Dragon Drag Quest. Is there Dragon Quest X released back in like 2010, 2011? No, I mean like the events are, re are returned. I, I know. I, that's what I was saying. It's, it's going to have to be a return because the game came out like 10 years ago. Oh, <laughs> oh um, So the, it'll be October 19th at 8 a.m. GMT. Oh, that's through my birthday. To, woo, through to November 11th at, uh, uh, what's that? Three, three. 3 p.m. specific uh, general a GMT. Good lord, I can't talk today. And then after that, it's Endwalker launch. Uh, there will be another live later, buff a, a week or two before um, the launch of Endwalker to just go over last bits and bobs. Um, so I will obviously be talking about that when it goes live because yeah, we're talking about the crafting and the gathering and other system related adjustments as well as. The new PvP system. Um, all right, uh, Neth, did you want to talk about that one thing, or did you, was that just like you desperately throwing something in and seeing if it would stick? Me desperately throwing something in because I I couldn't find anything. And the You're one all thing, good. The one thing that I actually did want to talk about, I cannot remember what it was about, and I cannot find what it may have been. So fuck it. It's all good. Um, Chris, I know that there was a new D&D book coming out if you wanted to talk about that one real quick. Do you not want to make fun of me? No, I'm not going to make fun of you. Okay, that's fine. Um, so there will be a new D&D book coming out. Uh, it will be available or for... It will be, it's available for pre-orders now on D&D Beyond and 
through most uh, retailers. You, it will be going live on the 19th of October, uh, and it will be Fizzban's Treasury of Dragons. Uh, now, this is going to have quite a few interesting little points. Um, it will have new player options for Dragonborn, including Draconic Ancestries, um, Dragon-themed subclasses for monks and rogues, as well as new feats and spell options for the character builder. Um, there's a lot of interesting new tools for Dungeon Masters, including uh, a new Dragon Lair map and 20 different kinds of dragons. Um, it looks like it's going to be a lot of new content that you can mess around with. <laughs> And my DM has already Give purchased Give me Astral the, Dragons or Riot. My DM has already purchased the Collector's Edition. Wonderful. They're going to be fun. <laughs> Astral Dragons or Riot. Astral Dragons or Riots. Astral uh, Dragons are dicks. They don't give a shit. <laughs> and they eat your consciousness while you're traveling through space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I that I'm excited to see how that goes. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see how that ends up being. Um, so Chris, yeah, I did add another story. Yeah, you did. I'd I forgotten about this. I had forgotten about this. Um, but uh, we finally got the season three trailer for the Orville. Finally, I have like not a year had a chance to have a look at it yet. I've not had a you chance to have a look at it yet. Give it a give it a give it a watch. But I'm just giving people a heads up that if you liked the Orville, and I did. Um, season three is finally getting ready to release. Um, other weird, uh, other weird stuff. Um, we did, uh, fucking what's it, goddamn. Um, what we do in the shadows is finally, is finally on, is finally starting to drip out. Thank God. Fantastic series. Uh, if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. Um, one of, that's been one of my wife and I's favorite shows to watch as it's uh, on a weekly basis. She loves it. I love the humor and I just enjoy New Zealanders being weird. I, I remember watching the original movie and I was just like, ah, this is really good. And I was just like, Oh, Hey, what we do in the shadows? It's on, uh, it's on Hulu. And I was just like, Oh shit. It's a TV series. Oh shit. It's got Matt Berry in it. Fuck. This is going to be good. Love Matt Berry, man. Good. Um, but yeah, so that was just another little little TV thing. <sighs> Your DM's weird, Chris. Yeah, he he's very weird, but he's awesome. Um, so the other TV and nerd-related shit... Um, yeah, this is one where we're going to talk for a while, maybe. This is the, this is the other one where we're going to end up being, talking for a while, and Ness just going to be sitting here going, like, why are you all talking about this? <laughs> um, so you, you, since you're the one who put it down on your list, you may go ahead and talk about it first. Okay, so, um, Doctor well, Who fans. Preface okay, this. Well, preface, preface this with, okay. we have gotten an announcement from Chris Chibnall and Jody Whitaker that they will be leaving the, the show Doctor Who uh, at the mm-hmm. end of this coming season. Yes, this season uh, will believe, be their last. I believe that was announced last month. No, it was announced, it was announced, it was announced a while ago. Yes, uh, yes, Neth. Neth. Permission to play Mass Effect 3 while I listen to you as nope. this. Sure as fuck no. Sure as hell no. If I can't, if I can't play Final Fantasy while you talk about things, I can't, you can't do it either. I never said you could. 
We are goddamn professionals here. Slamming my, slamming my hand down. We're not professionals in the slightest, but by God, we're going to at least humor each other. I mean, I can still listen. Bullshit. Bullshit. What? The yeah, no, you, you, you can say. barely listen when you're playing it while we're not streaming, so. Okay, valid. No. <laughs> Aaron, I'm having issues with my mute button. I have a mute button and I use it, so. My, my mute button is not working for some reason. I don't know fucking why. I'll look into it yeah, later. Um, it, um, sometimes it clears your hotkeys. Sometimes, oh, Chris. So. Discord does that every so often. Um, it's not even just Discord. Streamlabs is doing it too because it's not meeting on Streamlabs. So, Jody Whitaker, and, who is the current doctor, 14th, 13th? 13th doctor, 14th, 14th doctor. lore. Or 14th and Lore 13th Doctor, the official canon. Yep. Um, and Chris Chibnall, who's the showrunner, are yep. leaving the show. Yes. Uh, um, at the end of the season. So At the end of the season. This will be the final season. Which will be a short of, season. Which, yes, it's going to be a shorter season than previous. It's, mini, it's miniseries season only, right? I think yes. it's like six episodes or something. Eight episodes? I think, it, I think it's working out as six episodes and two specials. Yeah, eight episodes total. Yeah. Um, so, other preface, Chris and I are both big Doctor Who fans. So Yeah, we love Doctor Who. We, 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 I would we like to be, met. I just haven't seen it, and it's not available on anything that I have for a streaming platform. We have had many conversations about Doctor Who. So, so go ahead, Christopher. Um, uh, it has been reported uh, in Variety that... Russell T. Davis, the man who brought Doctor Who back in 2005, will be returning in, tw in 2023 as showrunner, which is just in time for the show's 60th anniversary. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, they've had three major showrunners through yep. the new Who, as it's called. Uh, and, and each run. of them have had two Doctors, with yes. the exception of Chris Chibnall. Yeah. Um, so through the new Who era, which is the modern era of Doctor Who after mm -hmm. the 20-year hiatus during the 80s to the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, so there have been three show, three major showrunners. You had Russell T. Davies, who was the first one, uh, who is famously very combative and kind of a dick, but I love him for it. Yes, yes. Um, Ditto. Ditto. Steve Moffat, who... Yep who is kind of known for bringing a more human element into the doctor, which is a bad of. thing, but not everyone appreciated it. Not everyone appreciated it. And you've got Chris Chibnall who just has terrible writing staff and approves terrible stories. Let's not talk. Let's not talk about the timeless child. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's not talk. Uh-huh. Let's child. just, let's just shit all over all the established no. lore. Let's just shit let's, all over every ounce of it. Let's take 50 plus years of lore and writing and just say, you know what? Fuck all of y'all. Let's fuck all of y'all. <laughs> yep. um, so Davies is considered by a lot of fans to be sort of the and sort of the protector of Doctor Who because he brought it back updated it but didn't like significantly dig too deep and change anything it was still doctor who it was still very much doctor who um moffat is known for having these like 
grand overarching storylines and everything connects back to everything connects back to you know uh, things um davies did that as well davies did that as well but it was much more subtle throughout davies run moffat was very much in your face this is going to be important in 80 episodes yeah quick this this is a slightly slight tangent because the library was that written by moffat was that a moffat episode i think the library was a moffat episode yeah that explains the the full-on for you i'm yeah silence in the library silence in the library uh it was a tenant era it was a tenant it was a tenant and a and a davies era episode but i think it was written written by moffat so that's because because that was always my biggest confusion that was always my biggest that's a really nice introduction because that's where the river storyline starts that episode that's where the river storyline starts yeah but it started it started in the davis era so yeah it was it was so davis was a showrunner at the time and moffat did writing for this uh and it was the second two-parter because it was uh silence in the library and forest of the dead and then during the first series he did the empty child and the doctor dances I love the Empty Child. That's a good. That's a good episode. Empty Child and Doctor Dances was fantastic. Yeah, they really were. Yeah, uh, I this this the River storyline got really convoluted and kind of weird towards the end. I still that, liked that it. That was the point of it, though. That was the point of it to be convoluted and just the, the never matching up. That was the point of it. Yeah. 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 The Capaldi send off. Yeah. That was so good. Yep. Um, but yes, so right, let's get back to this. <laughs> so let's get back to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Moffat wrote some very well loved pieces, but um, Davies is considered by a lot of people to have brought it back, modernized it, but kept the core of Doctor Who. Doctor yep. Who. Um, um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, s- yeah, going off that, then that that's where the, at least from the fans' perspective, Chris Shibnell has moved away from anything kind of Doctor Who oriented. Is that the best, is that the best way to put it? It doesn't feel it's, like Doctor Who. A lot of it doesn't feel like Doctor Who. Yeah, a lot a lot of the Chibnall era stuff has not felt like Doctor Who. I've not been. I think that they've gone for more of a Hollywood cinematic feel for it yeah. for like Doctor Who, and I don't like. That it wasn't I necessary. Quirky, I do. I liked the quirky, weird sort of BBC. Just this is a BBC sci-fi show. Have fun. This is going to be weird. This is going to be like heavy metal, 2000 AD kind of weird shit. They tried to do that with Torchwood <laughs> when uh, back in the day. They tried to like. So about- that was so when they when they rebooted rebooted Torchwood for the for the mini series and then they tried to move to like HBO. That was bad. The original Torchwood series was fantastic. The original Torchwood series was fantastic and then they tried to do that with Torchwood. They tried to kind of hollywoodize it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because they brought it all to it was all based in America. It was all done in Hollywood. They 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 yeah. did that as a it was a US production for that yeah. for the uh for the mini series. Uh what was it Children of Men? Children, Children... of Men or no, children, children, children of Men was the was the miniseries based in the UK. It was the one where they it was the one where no one was dying 
yeah, the yeah, US yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The resurrection problem or some bullshit. Yeah. That I don't know. I don't fucking know. And yes, we all we all are aware that the original Doctor Who was designed as an educational program back in like what was it, the fifties, sixties? And to be fair, it's it can still be educational, just more on human issues of not being an asshole. Yep. But back to what we were talking about here, while Neth yeah. gets deathly bored of us. Yeah. So, um, um, so uh, Russell T. Davis had uh, his doctors were uh, Chris Eccleston, you had David Tennant, and then you had the Moffat era where it was Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi, and then we had Jodie uh, for Chris Chibnall. I don't think Jodie was a terrible doctor at all. I think Jodie had the potential to be another Matt, another uh, David Tennant era esque doctor, but the writing just wasn't there for her to work with. The writing, That's- the writing lacked and suffered, and also like Carrie is saying, like it it was more, it was less weird to appeal to a broader audience. I think that, I think that the team you, ha- I think well, a I think the companion. The companion spread was far too large <sighs> for Jody's era, for 13th Doctor era. I think the companion spread was too large. I think if they had gone down to two companions, I think it would have been great. Three is okay. You can run three every now and then, but yeah. Yes, and then, no, no, 100% crash. That's it's... what we're saying. Do not blame then... the actor in this case. I think Jody yeah. had a very good chance. I think she could have done a lot of really great things, really interesting things with Doctor Who. But I think that the writing staff was 100% not there. I don't hate Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. I was totally fine with that. I was like, oh, Christchurch. Okay, fine. Yeah, let's see how she does. I she was, was great in Christchurch. Very, I was very ex- excited. I was very excited to see her as the Doctor. I thought she was going to do an amazing job. And I think her as, the, as an actor has done an amazing job with what she's been given. That's the thing. She, with, with the material she was handed, she did a phenomenal job. I think she's. I, I think the. I, I think that the script kind of cast her as a manic pixie dream girl kind of thing. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, which is a problem. Yeah, and I was like, I don't. I like get this. Like, I get the idea that every iteration of the Doctor is their own individual person, and they're very different. But at but the same time, uh, you you could have went in a much stronger direction here. Yeah, I, I think that they had. I think they had. A, they they could have done a lot of interesting things, and and especially with all the production delays that have been involved in her run, mm-hmm. like because there were production delays long before COVID hit. They had yeah. production problems before COVID. They did. Like, they did. Like towards the end of Capaldi's run, the BBC was starting to do some weird stuff with it, and you were starting to get these truncated seasons, and then you had the season of you know where it was just the christmas specials and that was it um the in fairness i will say uh david tennant's last see like last run of just specials that was that was an agreement between david tennant and the actual that was between them so that they could do stuff with it yeah but doctor who has been plagued with production problems oh yeah always has much of the modern era they've had quite a few production problems yeah yeah um Going back to something you said about the companions and it being three and it being too much, I agree in the Jodie era it was too much. I, there are times where it can work. Look at Matt Smith with um, uh, Karen and Arthur, and then you had, I can never remember the lady, the lady that plays River. I can never remember her name. Um, Alex Kingston. Alex Kingston. The four of them together were fantastic. Through the entire run of, of, of the, the four of them together, it was fantastic. They they were always bouncing off each other brilliantly. 
Um, but I that think, comes down I think to that the... was a combination, though, of good writing staff on good writing, good production, and an amazing cast. I think they yeah, just had a that's... really good cast that was able to work with each other, and they had a good write. They had pretty good writing through the whole. It's exactly what I was going to say. It's a com- It was the mass. It was the perfect combination: good, solid writing, solid production, and an amazing cast. Like it was. It's rare that they're ever going to get that again. Um, I mean, as much as I, I like at the beginning, before the show ran, Chris and I were talking about a little bit about this. And I was just like, despite the fact that I wanted to punch half that cast in the face, they did a really good job through uh, Smith's run. And I named exactly the two he wanted to punch in the face <laughs> without yep. even questioning. Yep. He knew exactly who I wanted to punch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, they, they, they've done really good things and you can ha- do really good on companions. And I think they had really great stories they were they could have told. But you had a lot of, I think that they were, it's not that they were focusing too heavily on the companions through Jody's run. I think the problem was, is that the companions just didn't have really good, compelling stories. Um, no, they didn't. Graham, Graham's story. Fantastic. I loved yeah. Graham's story. He's a great character. I love Graham. I think, I think Graham was a really good character that they built in. And I forget who the actor is. Uh, the oh my God. His name is Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh, fantastic actor. I love Bradley Walsh. Yeah. I loved watching him on the chase. He is amazing. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the he breaks on the chase constantly. It's hilarious. Have you ever watched the compilation of that show? It's the most. It's the funniest shit on the planet. He just loses his goddamn mind. He's a good actor, though. He's a very good actor. I think that they did a bit of a disservice to. Oh God, what uh, Yaz and what's his name? I forget what his name is. Uh, Yaz and Yaz. Here's the problem. I can I, I can I, I can name every is. I can name every fucking companion for the uh, Russell T Davis uh, eras. I can name every companion for fucking um, uh, Moffat's era. I cannot name all of these because they're not interesting. They didn't write them well enough. Mm-hmm. Yaz, I thought her, her when when they did stuff with for her backstory, I thought it was, I thought it was there was potential to be quite interesting there because she's got, mm-hmm. she's got a, this interesting family with different dynamics that they could have pulled from. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. What? I can't. What characters he play? That's um, the problem. We can't remember the character's name. It's the younger guy from the Jodie Whittaker era. Yes, Graham, and it's his. It's his. Like it's his. Brian Sinclair. So Dr. Dr. Grinson. Brian. Yeah. Yep. 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 He's played by Tozen. Cool. Tozen. I think. I think Tozen's a great actor. I just again. I think he did a fantastic job. I think there was a lot of character and depth that could have been brought out, but I felt like. At best, the companions were mostly two-dimensional, except Graham. Uh, the, the, here's the, and again, it's the problem. It comes down to the cast were phenomenal. They did a great job with what they were given. Mm-hmm. But what they were given was subpar for anything we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And again, I, mean, I think this goes back to what they were talking about. It's just like Hollywoodizing it and making it safer and blander and less weird for a more broad appeal audience. And a perfect example of subpar was how they wrote the master for the Jodie for the Jodie era because the master has always been kind of mustache twirly huh? um 
but he's never been like at least in the new who he's never been over the top mustache twirly I mean, except for like his first couple of appearances, the first couple of appearances, but then they, they kind of toned that down, and then they got mm-hmm. us. Then they, then we went into Messi, and she he was just Missy. yeah, fucking phenomenal. She did a fantastic job because th- Missy was, Michelle Gomez is, is pure fucking gold. Was by the way, all through Capaldi's run, Mich- yeah, all through Capaldi's run, we had M- Messi. And it was because it, it, it was just Capaldi's run we had Missy, right? Or yeah, did we have was, Missy a little bit during the end of uh, Smith's no, run? No, because the first time we ever met Missy was Cla- Clara and uh, Capaldi Doctor. That's right. Um, can I can I just say it was as it was it was amazing to see Peter Capaldi and Michelle Gomez together as the two main Time Lords for Doctor Who, two Scottish actors. It was wonderful. Um, but yes, the, the, the casting has been great. Their writing department has slipped significantly yes. in the past couple of years. I don't, I think that had you had a better, I think had you had a better writing bullpen, I think that 13th era could have been fantastic. I think yeah. the 13th era could have been fantastic. Uh, but we didn't, and we're getting another truncated season. And that'll be the end of it. And we'll be getting Russell T. Davies back. We have not had any confirmation on who the next Doctor is. Nope. There's a lot of speculation out there, but there always is. Um, and it's a lot of the same people who are being tied to who the new Doctor is going to be. Let me get the list up. Um, I, I know Matt Berry's been on the list. Um, yep. Who I would love to see Matt Berry as the Doctor, because that would just be the most batshit insane thing <laughs> that's ever existed. But he's already got commitments for what we do in the shadows, which I think films in the u.s but i can't remember i think what we do in the shadows films in the u.s but um I or canada it's u.s it or canada does. i think um so i don't know if he would be able to do that you know you who know doesn't what? have any major projects right now who Idris Elba, who's been uh, tied to who's been, been tied, tied to both th- doctor who and bond Yes, he's been tied to both. You know who I would really love to see as the next Doctor? Because I think he would pull it off amazingly. Hmm. Tom Ellis from Lucifer. I think he would pull it off. I think he'd be a great Doctor. I think he'd be really interesting to, 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 to see that. Yep. I think... Uh, I right think... Now, you know what I would love to see? You, you, mm-hmm. This is this is dumb, but you know what I'd love to see? I would love to see another uh, a redo of Capaldi, and then we get another new Doctor, like another like. So we go back that to Capaldi, the, back to Capaldi, but then another Doctor who like give Capaldi a season to wrap up his shit. They sent him off. They fucking robbed that man. That's all he wanted to do was play Doctor Who. That's all he fucking wanted to do, but he won't. He he's 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 pissed off at everything related to it now. Uh, but and I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Um, but then give us another doctor that's like completely left field. Somebody that, you know, doesn't fit into the Doctor Who mold. You know, there's there's rumors uh, since the Russell T. Davis thing came out. There's rumors of, the Ole, of Ole Alexander being in the running. I don't know who that is. Uh, Ole Alexander. Hold on. I'll pull See. it up. Oh, he's oh, L- L- uh, Yes, O L L Y. Uh, let's see, what's he been in? Oh God, yeah, young, younger, but so oh, I've got I've got the full list of who are in the who the bookies are putting in for the who's going to be the 
the the doctor. The we do not doctor. advocate gambling. We do not advocate. Well, it's legal in the UK, so um, <laughs> which is a US based production. Fair. We do not advocate gambling, but Oli Alexander, uh, Chris Marshall, uh, from uh, most well known from the family back in the day when he was younger. Uh, Michelle Cole. Uh, start in I May Destroy You as a, to- as a top contender. I don't, we'll never, we will not see Paul McGann back. <laughs> um, don't know why he's on there. Uh, Michael Sheen. I'd love to see Michael Sheen. That would Mike, be fucking brilliant. Michael Sheen. I love David Michael Sheen. Haywood. David Harewood. I would love to see him. People would know him as. Uh, oh, Michaela Cole. She did a couple of. She did like a couple of episodes of Black Mirror, didn't she? Yes. Yes, she did. Yes, yes she did. Um, David Harewood, you'll know him as uh, Master Manhunter from Supergirl. He was also in Homeland. I think he'd be interesting. Uh, Kelly MacDonald. Uh, what's she been in? She was also in Black Mirror. She was uh, previously in Black Mirror. And she was DCI J- uh, Joe Davidson in Line of Duty. So that's the top contenders at the moment that the bookies are saying for Doctor Who. Who's going to be the fourteenth Doctor? I I would love to see David Harewood as uh, as the Doctor. That'd be real fucking interesting because he's such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I would. I did. I'd love for them to continue to break the mold like they did with Whitaker's casting. Um, I think that right now they may want to try to steady the ship and keep it from sinking completely, so they may go with a safe choice. What, what they can, uh, what they can, what they consider a safe choice. Uh, so, thirty-five odd white white man. Uh, thirty-five to sixty. Thirty-five to Michael sixty white, white male. Yeah, I think that I think that that may be like the the thought process they have. <clears throat> like, okay, we're in trouble. We need to stabilize the ship. What's the safe thing? Um, 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 white people. I was taking a draw when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the wrong. Ch- I think I think that that's Howard's choice to make in this. But it's probably what's going to happen. Mm. It, I I think that, that I think it's absolutely one hundred percent the coward's choice. <sighs> but I think that maybe what we end up seeing, um, <laughs> what's which the safe is, option? White people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I was> not <laughs> You're not wrong, but I was not expecting it. Um, I think that if they continued to try to break the mold. And tried to do because I mean the thing is you have to remember that there's less like and I'm also coming at this from a white American's point of view. Because I'm I'm sitting here thinking about how a how a American production company would look at this. It's like, oh, what's the safe option? What's the safe option? Oh, white people. Britain still has issues, the UK still has issues, but they don't have as many issues as the US has. In relation to you know race relations and in representation and things like that, um, uh, not quite. I didn't say they had no issues. I said they don't have quite as many issues as the U.S. does. Uh, hmm. They have problems. You I know remember? They have, you you remember Brexit, right? I remember Brexit. Yes. You remember the whole get them, kick them out. Yep, right? I remember that. I know. I know You're, the UK IP is a thing. You want you understand the reason why I, I want Scottish independence, right? I know. <laughs> you understand all of that. Okay. I know the UK IP is a thing. I know they're a thing, Chris. 
Iowati's been uh been rumored since before Whitaker. Actually, he's been I he Richard Iwata, the... he was he was he was on the he was on the running for Capaldi's job. He was. He was uh he was both Capaldi and I enjoy Whitaker. him. He's I so enjoy big. him. He is great. I thought I think he might be in the running for Matt as well, to be honest. I think I I think the problem with Iowati is that he is such a straight man comedian. He he will never not be the nerd from the IT crowd. Yeah. That's yeah, the problem. Also, also valid. Also he valid. will never not be yeah. IT crowd guy. It's like you play a you don't even need to play a character for long. If you play or a character Moss, that by the way. I, I I can I can never remember his first name. I can I always just remember Moss. I can never remember the Maurice part. Um, um Fucking love that show. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you play the character for years and years. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar, she is Buffy. Uh, Nina Dobrev, she is Elena Gilbert. It's. It's. It happens. But Maurice Who? Moss was so fucking. It was Vampire Diaries. Maurice ah. Moss was so iconic. Doesn't matter if you played him for a season. He will always be. IT yeah. card. <laughs> um. Uh. So crash. Uh. Bendy Dick come, uh, uh, Cabbage Patch will not. He's so locked into Disney and Marvel right now that he's got no option of getting out. Well, for the time and, being until, when his, until his contract runs. When he's not locked into that, he still owes um, seasons for Sherlock. It's yeah. accurate. Yeah, so uh, we're not going to see Cabbage Patch doing Doctor Who anytime soon. Um, um, I think that Iowate would be fantastic. I don't know if... I think... I think that Elba's work. What is what is this frog I'm hearing? There's a frog. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, I just realized I still have a stream running in the background, and I didn't realize it. Um, oh. Yep. LB stopped frogging, making frog noises again. It was it 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 was it was me being dumb. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Um, I need I to know about the frog noise now. <laughs> stones, stone stream in the back. Oh. Stone stream in the back. I had it running and I forgot about that. Um, I think that I would love to see. I would love to see how Richard Iowate would handle that. A handle doing Doctor Who. I, I think he would be. I think we might see a more comedic turn back to the old BBC style comedic turn rather than Jodie Whittaker's more Western Hollywood sort of comedic turn. Yeah. Cause I think that Matt Smith and David Tennant and uh, Matt Smith, David Tennant, um, Capaldi, they all had great comedic runs. They did, but it also comes down to the need to make sure that they get the right companion because a lot of Matt's, a lot of, a lot of David Tennant's, Funny, funny bits came alongside Billy Piper, or came alongside Catherine Tate, uh, or alongside Free Madgeman. It was, it was. They need to oh, make sure they came. They, 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 they did, did just so her dirty. so fucking you, wrong. You did, you did done so dirty. She's so fucking oh. dirty. She was a. Ama- I loved Martha. Martha was. I, I actually, Martha is one of my favorite companions. I think that she was one of my favorite. I, companions. I think Martha is. I, she take, was I think, so blandly to start with. Hot take. Martha Jones better than Rose Rose Tyler. That's it. Mm, Pre Bad Wolf Revelation or post Bad Wolf Revelation? Pre. Yeah, I'll agree there. Pre Bad Wolf. 
Yeah, I, I, I would agree there. I think post Bad Wolf, post she was okay. It gave, it gave, it gave Rose a lot of, it, it gave her a bit more depth after the Bad Wolf stuff. Yeah, I think that that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I they did they did Martha so wrong. Um, they did Martha dirty. They they also did Donna so dirty. <laughs> she had a great yeah. arc, and they didn't, uh, there's no chance of I'd her like ever to coming back. You guys are saying all the English words, but they make no sense to me. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's very important that they get the right companion doctor dynamic because without that. It doesn't matter how good the Doctor is. It doesn't matter how good the Companion is. If they don't work together well, and if they're I'm not assuming the well Companions together, are the sidekicks. Yes, the yes. sidekicks, yeah. they are the Companions. I think that more important than that, Christopher, okay. get a good writing staff. Yes. Before anything else, give me a good goddamn writing staff. Sack them all and get fine. new ones. I think, I think that... I think yes, the, the the actors that they cast are going to be very important, but I think also more important than anything else is going to be them like making sure they've got a good writing staff and they've got a good production schedule and they yeah. stop this Hollywood giant set explosions fucking hundred million dollar season series shit. Dial it back a little bit. Like it is the most expensive program on the BBC, if I remember correctly. Uh, current seasons, yes. Uh, yes. Previous seasons, no. No, but yeah, currently it is like one of the most, if it's one of the, if not the most expensive series produced by the BBC. Dial it back. Just dial it back. Go, go smaller scale. Make it more personal, more intimate, more, more human. Rather than explosions. Yeah, no, I get it. No, I agree. I entirely agree. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think that them just trying to, go to this broad appeal is so much the problem. I think that's so much part of their issues and part of the problems they've run into with this. Um, we're clearly boring death to death. So why don't we go ahead and end the doctor who conversation? <laughs> just very quickly. Cause this first thing you're not, you're not boring me. I'm listening. I'm taking it in. I just can't contribute because I know nothing about the show. I know we're, I'm just giving you shit death before we move on just because i don't think we've ever spoke about doctor who on the show so we never have, never have. favorite doctor favorite companion go uh christopher eccleston and um hard and the companion one's always hard anyone's always the hard one as a person <laughs> i think graham was a more realized companion than they gave him credit for Mm-hmm. I would agree. Like as a, as an overall whole person, but, but I think just out of like, I think it's a tie. It's going to be a okay. tie for best. Okay. Okay. I want to say it's going to be Martha because it was such a fish out of water experience for her, mm-hmm. but she was so competent. Yes, Martha was Martha. Martha was a medical professional. Martha, Martha was a doctor. She knew. She knew what she was doing. She was a she was Dr. independent Jones. woman. She was an independent woman who didn't need to deal with his shit. No, she made that very clear. Yeah. And I think oh, he's struggling. He's struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling hard. I'm struggling <laughs> mightily here. Um I liked Bill and Donna. So it's like, it's a weird three-way tie on that. Bill, Martha, and Donna. 
Um, Matt Smith, favorite doctor. And uh, again, it's a th- like you, it's kind of a three way tie. Mm. But we're swapping out Bill for Amy. Yeah, I know you, 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 you loved Karen Gillian's run. I loved Karen and I loved Arthur. Uh, like, I, I see them as one companion. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a three way tie between Martha, Donna, and Amy and Rory. Oh, uh, throw up. Uh, so, by the way, Graham is actually a tie also as like the runner up. It's uh, Graham and Nardle. Oh my God, Nardle. I miss Nardle. <laughs> Can I have an opinion? Because I just realized sure. I've actually seen one episode. Go ahead. Go for it. Have an okay. opinion. So, Matt Smith and Karen Gillian. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's fine. I've only seen one episode, and those are the two that were in it. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine and fair. Nardle was such an underrated character. It it, is so, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm an android. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. 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 I have invisible hair. Yeah. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I forget what his actor is, but he's... He's on. He he shows up on a lot of the BBC panel shows. Um, and his name is. Oh, he was on Little Breton. What's his name? He did. He did uh, part of a series of Bake Off and uh, a couple of other things. Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. L U K A S. Yes. Yeah. I like him. He was Vicky Pollard in Little Breton. He was funny. Chap. <laughs> um. So I think we're gonna call that Doctor Who conversation. <laughs> Because we could just talk about Doctor Who for another couple of, for another hour or two. I'm not least. objecting to this. I am oh, enjoying listening. But I know, but I need to eat at some point today. Chris is, okay. I, 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 that no. was more like Chris is getting towards the end of his day, so he needs to go get himself some dinner. I need to go get some dinner, and I want to stream a little bit more Spider Man on my YouTube channel before he has to go play Dungeons and Dragons D&D with the with with the, with the the Crash Bang. Yep. So, um, Spider Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chris will have uh, a link for that in Discord. I will link that on Discord and I will put it in the chat channel in a second. As I see, you've joined our Discord, so Chris will have a link for you available shortly. Yes, he will. Um Act of Blizz nonsense. They're now it they they gone federal, baby. They go federal, baby. Uh, so there is now a federal lawsuit involving things also. So from the SEC and Bobby Kotick has been subpoenaed. So I can't mean, wait to see how this goes. Can't wait to see how this shit goes. It's dumpster fire that keeps giving. Mm. Yep. No more yachts for this span for now. For now. For now. I mean, him being subpoenaed is, is 0% surprising. He was always going to be subpoenaed. Like, so. No, this is SEC. This is SEC shit. This is like Securities and Exchange Commission. No, I know, but him being subpoenaed is still 0% surprising. I'm actually, there's a lot of, there's a lot, like, (laughs) the fact is, I don't think he was going to end up being subpoenaed because of how corporate structure in the U.S. works. I don't think he would have ended up being directly subpoenaed in any of any of the, uh, any of the harassment lawsuits or are the discrimination lawsuits or any of the other stuff that's going on. I don't think he would have ended up being subpoenaed directly for that because of how corporate laws shield him. Um, the SEC one, no, that's Securities and Exchange Commission. That's some federal level shit. Head of the company's 100% going up there. He's 100% going on the block for that. And yeah, so I can't wait to see all of the stuff that ends up getting revealed for Discovery. 
all the memos and all the other bullshit, finding out that Kotick and everybody else from the top of the food chain knew exactly what was going on. Finding out potentially what else was destroyed. Yeah, I can't wait to see what goes on with that. It's going to be a lot. Yep. I, (laughs) everybody, get your FOIA requests ready to go. Get your fire up your FOIA requests. It's a fair point. Everything will be made public. Yep. Uh, so fire your we FOIA need, requests. We need to make bingo cards for that. Yep. We do need to start making bingo cards for the Activez lawsuit stuff because uh, we could we could honestly play bingo at this point. I think the I think the bingo card is actually going to be real simple. It's just like disappointment in Bl- Activision Blizzard as a company as every oh, square. No, well, no, that that's your free spot in the center. That no, that's every gets. single spot. That's that's <laughs> it's literally just every single spot. It's just disappointment in Activision Blizzard as a company. Um, oh, 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 I left the last two lines on Twitch. Yep. We, we gonna hit you up and we gonna hit you up, buddy. All right. We're gonna hit you up. Yeah. <laughs> hit you up. Yep. So active stuff. We're looking at the next month or oh, so to be a floor. Uh, Discovery is probably going to be a couple of months at minimum. Uh, so we're probably going to get some juicy tidbits. Several, coming through. several yeah. months yeah. at minimum. Yeah. Uh, I would so, expect probably six plus. So we're, we're we are looking into like like 2022 at this point for. Oh God! The, the, okay, so he probably Kotick probably won't go onto a stand until 2023 at the very earliest. Yeah. 2024 maybe. Yeah. Uh, in, like corporate law and federal corporate lawsuits and federal lawsuits like this in the U.S. they drag for years and years. Yeah, and, years. and so see in in the U.S. you guys also don't have you guys don't have restrictions stating that it has to be. Depending on the level of court, it has to be done within X period of time once it begins. Oh, do you? Uh, so it's uh, so there are uh, reasonable <clears throat> lawsuits have to be handled in based on they're triaged essentially. So uh, a capital case versus a civil case. Capital case is always going to take Trump on that. They have a requirement because of how the Constitution is worded. It has to be handled in a reasonable time frame. That, of course, is up for interpretation, but it is usually a shorter thing. This is a civil thing. This is a civil federal suit. So, okay. yeah, this this has to be handled. This will be handled, but because it is not a capital offense kind of thing, this is not a major felony. It's a felony, but it's not a capital offense. Like, it's not going to be handled fast. So five years, I'm assuming... Two to three years, we'll see some shit. Uh, we'll start seeing some court documentation stuff going out. But I think for now, we're going to just start getting discovery materials within the next five to six months. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, FOIA requests are going to be flying. I know all the good yep. games. I know all the good journalists, not just games like journalists, period, are going to be filing FOIA requests for this for this documentation. For That's the, the thing, because this is this is this is tri- triver- transcended just gaming. This is this mm. is. Like BBC is reporting on it, yep. CNN is reporting on it. Yeah. It's it's global news at this point. Yep, and we can only hope that this does bring about a sea change in how entertainment in general is processed. Yep. Uh, yep. This is this is this is a not insignificant proportion segment of the corporate workforce. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we can only hope that this changes, uh, especially how tech handles their things but media entertainment like carrie is saying like tech media entertainment we can only hope that this is this represents a sea change in how those industries are policed and how those industries police themselves 
Agreed. because unfortunately those industries have been allowed to place themselves for far too long and, and getting away with it and teeth behind it so fingers crossed we see some good shit come out of this fingers crossed that despite the fact that a lot of people suffered and a lot of people were hurt along the way that hopefully something good comes out of this at the end of the day it's all we can hope for I think that's the minimum. Sorry, not all we can hope for. I think that's the minimum we can hope for is that some good comes out of this. Uh, Crash, you're a bit late on that one. Those are already out there. Crash, the DM and Twitch is mentioning that uh, we can expect an influx of think pieces about how not wanting harassment is cancel culture run amok. They're already out there, just kind of coded and phrased differently. Yeah, they're a thing already. Yep. All right, so I think that we go ahead and call the show here. I don't think yep. there's any way we could go any differently from this. Um, God fucking actively shit. Um, <laughs> Did Chris, you agree that we weren't going to cover it? Okay, Aaron is, Aaron is sending me a letter. He has given me permission to just burn it all down so we can start again. I don't think that's how that works, what? but okay. Ooh, where? What are you burning down? The world. Oh, okay. I don't think we that's just... how that works. We, you know, Thanos had the right idea. He just didn't go far enough. Just reset it all. Start from scratch. The snap needs to be more selective. <laughs> no, the snap just needs to be everybody. Less reset Chris it all. Saying less selective. Less selective. Reset it all. Just get rid of everything, everyone, and just reset it all. That's gonna be the show for this week, folks. So talk to us during the week. You can find us. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Final thoughts, Christopher. Uh, reset all. <laughs> yeah, final thoughts. Ooh, let me play my game! <laughs> uh, my final thought is, I'm so sorry we're such a burden to you, Neff. I love you guys! But I That's going to be our game. show for this week, folks. <laughs> Talk to us during the week. You can find us on Twitter. The shout is at Coast to Coast EU. Kevin is at Swing Kevin's with K. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at Gavril underscore ET. Nev is at Nev, which send emails to feedback at tctceu.com. We'd love to hear from you. <coughs> Join us live on Saturdays here on Twitch. We're recording and streaming the show at twitch.tv slash ctceu. For links to today's show, you can visit, and uh, for links to today's show and a link to our Discord, visit our website at tctceu.com. Join us review SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, however it is that you put word holes into your ear brain. Um, Say word holes, boys and girls. I don't know. I just kind of lost it there. Word holes. What? I don't know. I just... <laughs> Kevin, roll the music. <laughs>